0: This is the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Join Paul as he chats with today's green industry experts and leaders about how to build a successful business and live a purposeful life. Here's your host, Paul
1: Jamieson. Well, a warm welcome from the beautiful state of Georgia joined by Naylor Tally Farrow. I am your host, Paul Jamison. This is the Green Industry Podcast. In the words of Ludacris, welcome to Atlanta, Naylor. Yeah, yeah. We're actually up and coming, the Georgia. the home of the Braves. Yes, right? Is sir. that the next line that he has? The, welcome to Atlanta, the home of the Braves. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. Where the players play. And we ride on them things like every day. Nice. I, I could have <laughs>
0: swore there was home of the Braves in there somewhere. It is, it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's definitely a lot of players playing around here. I've noticed... Atlanta is a fun place. That's for sure, man. Right. You know, I fly through Atlanta like, you know, whenever this, this whole journey I've been on um, going out to interview folks such as yourself in the industry. I've flown through Atlanta every single time. You know, it's like the biggest airport in the country. You know, the international airport. So it's like the hub of every everywhere. You just got to go to Atlanta and get on another plane to go somewhere else. But I've never actually been able to just like leave the airport and explore Atlanta until now. So yeah, it's it's the busiest
1: airport in the world. So you're telling me we're gonna get there an hour and a half early. What time's your flight tonight?
0: It's at seven eleven. Okay, well I'd get there at five, so I'd be out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my plan to leave around
1: four. Okay, you got to respect it. It's the busiest yeah, airport in the I world. Know. So thanks got- for getting off the bird this time, coming in, hanging out. It's been, I've been picking Naylor's brain off the air. He's over there like, I got to make an Instagram post. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to make one. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm slacking. He is the social media influencer himself. So glad to have you on the show today, live in person. Thanks for having me, Paul. No, oh, you are welcome. Well, we had another episode where Naylor shared about his social media history and how he became a social media influencer another ep- episode on the GIE rally In this episode I want to hear about the story of your actual company what is your company clean cut
0: clean cut long care
1: there it is so back <laughs> a in popular
0: name apparently i had no idea at the time
1: <laughs> so back in 2012 you're working at what toys r us jc penny
0: yeah. Yeah. J- JCPenney was the last place that I worked at. I worked at a few major retailers. I worked, my first job in retail was at the Gap okay. of all places. So Gap, and then I worked at Old Navy, Banana Public. I cycled through the whole system, right. Cause they own all of them. Um, and then that was all, that was where I got my retail roots, you know, and I got a lot of, lo- a lot of training that they put you through and all that and became, you know, got promoted to a man. Worked my way from like a fitting room, you know, and a cashier, you know, person all the way up to uh, assistant store manager, you know, before actually associate store manager before I left, which there was like three levels for the bigger stores. There was store manager, associate store manager, and assistant store manager. So I was like second to being in charge, you know, having my own store before I left the company for other opportunities to um, go to a sporting goods store, which is uh, local to the East Coast called Model Sporting Goods. Okay, um, And most people obviously down here wouldn't know is that. Is that Art Modell <laughs> um, from the
1: Baltimore Ravens?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> no, but um, it, it is a family business. But, uh, you know, so a couple of generations, you know, by the time I, I started working there. But, you know, it's a big New York-based okay. company. You know, they sponsor the Yankees and, you know, they oh, have wow. a big billboard in their stadium. And oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Models. So yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's like a Dick's Sporting Goods, but yeah. a smaller version, more local version. It's not like a national chain. So I worked there because I'm from New York. So I worked, uh, worked in, in the New York stores, not the New York City stores, just the more upstate ones. So, and then, and then I, I went to Toys R Us after that, worked at Toys R Us and then Babies R Us because the two of them were together. Unfortunately, they just went out of business. I thought that day would never happen. Um, and they closed all their stores. But I, I was long gone from there. I went to JCPenney and that was my last place. I was an a, a assistant manager. I was actually a store manager at Model Sporting Goods at one point. I went from assistant to a store manager because I was like ready to be a store manager in uh at the gap, but a lot of politics. And like I've said in a previous episode that we talked about, I never had anything handed to me. I always had to fight for everything. So it was really difficult to even get to that next level. But at Modell's, they saw my potential right away and I just jumped on it and uh, made sure that, that I got that, that promotion and started running stores and, and had a great time. And then went to went back to assistant manager at higher volume stores like Toys R Us and then JCPenney. And then that was my, my final resting place.
1: But, and we t- we talked about off-air how everything in life can kind of just come full circle and your experiences of the past influence, you know, what's going on in life today. So I can right. see that looking in on your life and how you are the social media influencer, as I shared with you earlier, you kind of bridge the brands to the actual industry, you know, green industry professionals. You're kind of like that guy that people trust and respect, right. kind of the face of the social media influencers, you know, people think of the lawn care rookie, LCR Media. But that whole history in retail management has really trained you for this moment.
0: I, I totally agree. And, and, and I've said that to a few people, like some, some key influencers that I talk to a lot, uh, my peers and mentors at some levels. Um, just the fact that that I have that retail management background and have dealt with corporate America and know how to speak that language and walk that walk it's kind of helped me in this role because I'm I'm both an influencer and a corporate America person you know so I can kind of talk with both and interchange with both so I know how to speak the language and make you know you know just talk with the court all the brands in a corporate type atmosphere I know how to navigate that as well as i know what it's like to be an influencer and and what we want and what's going to benefit us and what everyone else has been telling me all all of the my influencer peers and mentors so i can just kind of put those two together um and really you know uh make things happen and really make some good changes in this industry and and move it forward and i think it's really prepared me like you said
1: absolutely and i mean taking it a step further i mean social media influencers are so new the brands are kind of learning it too. Right. They're kind of like, well, how do we navigate this? The social media influencers are kind of like, Hey, what did you get for, how do I do this? And right. then, so you've, but you've been in the corporate side and you know what they're thinking, you know what the social media influencer. So right. you, you're you just like the perfect candidate for the job. Yeah, Thanks.
0: I appreciate that. I, I think the communication is probably key. That's probably where, where I'm able to bridge that gap because, you know, if these, when these brands talk to influencers, they're not necessarily getting the kind of feedback and communication that they want um, versus, you know, I know how, how, like, I just, I just speak their language, you know, like I'm the translator, you know, I'm just able to really communicate with them. And um, I, I know what they're looking for and, and all that kind of stuff a little bit better. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I know everything, but, you know, it definitely has been helpful. And as you have seen.
1: So what's the story from J.C. Penny to clean cut lawn care? How did that go down?
0: So, I mean, uh, I've always been um, one of those homeowners where, you know, my yard was always the envy of the neighborhood, you know, and my wife would have like her girlfriends would ask her for tips, you know, that they could share with their husbands so that their yard could maybe be weed free and look nice and green and striped beautifully. So I was that guy. And it was just all self-taught, you know, just always reading all the books at Home Depot and, and Lowe's and wherever else I could find stuff. There wasn't a whole lot of resources online back then, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And um, I just did it all myself, a lot of trial and error. I tried so many different ways to seed my lawn and, and to kill weeds and to, you know, water it and all this different stuff. And I just, I just learned it over the years on my own as a homeowner. But obviously there's a big difference between a homeowner and a professional. But, you know, at one point someone – it was my mother-in-law actually. I still keep giving her credit to this day. She asked me – because she, they went, they were like, you know, having their Saturday morning, like, oh, we're going to go to the pool or something. And here I am, you know, mowing, mowing our lawn, you know, for like an hour or whatever it takes the average homeowner to push mow their little yard, you know. And I'm just like, doing my thing. And she's like, oh, man, I feel so bad. You know, you're like, just going to be here like all morning while we're like at the pool. And you know, it's just looks like so, so hard. Like, you know, is this like hard for you? And I'm like, I I love it. You know, I, I enjoy it. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't. And she's like, yeah, probably. Would you do this if someone paid you? And I'm like, absolutely, 100%. Wow. That would make it even more motivating for me. And at that time, there wow. really weren't lawn care companies. It was like landscaping was the thing, right, that did lawn maintenance. Right, so right. if you were that person that actually could afford and, and wanted that stigma of like, oh, they got, a lawn, they got someone mowing their lawn, you know, like if you were that person, <laughs> you know, you had to go through a big landscaping company. There just wasn't all these like side hustles and all these legitimate lawn care companies out there. 10, 15 years ago. It's amazing how quickly, I mean, at least not in my area. I'm sure certain parts of the country it was different, but it didn't become mainstream you know, until like the last, you know, five or six years, probably when I finally started. So I mean, so fast forward, because I never really did anything at that time, it was just that conversation that kind of sparked something in my brain. And I started looking stuff up online. And again, there was really no information. I made little business cards. And I don't even remember what the name of my company was at the time, but it wasn't clean cut lawn care. And, you know, I just thought about it. And that's what kind of planted the seed in my brain, I think. And, you know, fast forward, however many years later, which was, you know, about five years ago, um, well, really six years ago when we moved from New York to Virginia, longer season, right? Because it's warmer climate. We have all four seasons consistently instead of like two, you know, custom in New York, you know, you have summer and winter and that's about it. You have fall for a day and spring for a half an hour, you know, <laughs> but I mean, so I mean, that's just how it is. So you know, Virginia, you get all four seasons and you have a good eight or nine months of just mowing lawns and it's fantastic. So it's a, a good portion of income that you can get just from mowing lawns versus in addition to all the other, or not including all the other stuff you can do. So that really started making me think about it again, too. And honestly, I was just so miserable in retail that, you know, my life was just not going in the direction that I wanted it to go in. You know, I, I wasn't happy with how I was, uh, you know, handling my life like I felt like a slave to my life to be honest you know I just felt like a slave to my life and I was always miserable you know I, I anytime that I could spend with my family I was just always in a bad mood and you know I love my wife and my kids and I just felt like I was not doing them a service hmm. as a father and, and and a husband and a friend and I, I was just like a, a slave to my life and I would just go hmm. to work and just you know zombie it out every day. I mean, I was good and effective at work, but it, it just took so much out of me and, and just wasn't conducive for my life. All the different hours and the demands and um, you know the, the pressures of the, of the industry and retail in general and the internet taking over and Amazon taking over and making things so much more competitive for the brick and mortar stores, they call them, and all mm-hmm. the retailers out there. So all that gets pushed onto the management, right? It just trickles its way down. And then we're supposed to push that onto the employees these part-time associates that could care less. So we're going through employees nonstop, which puts more burden on the managers to have to pick up the slack So it just kind of all came to a head. I mean, that's like, you know, the years of when there was no more Thanksgiving because everyone's open. Black Friday becomes Black Thursday now. Like, oh, we're opening up at 10 p.m. on Thanksgiving night for all those Black Friday deals. So much for Thanksgiving dinner because people are waiting in line from like 2 in the afternoon on Friday. I mean, on Thursday, you know, it just started getting out of hand. And I'm like, what really is going on? Like, this is not how I want my life to be. And it all just kind of came all to a screeching halt you know i started doing a lot of self-destructive things in my life things that you know i still regret to this day and but they all kind of shaped my life now unfortunately unfortunately if it wasn't for those um painful things you know i, I would not it wouldn't have pushed me over the edge to just mm-hmm. completely like break down and lo- just lose my mind and quit my retail career and go all in with lawn care because a year you know, the first year before, so six years ago when I was still at Penny, that's when like things really started getting out of control and I started self-destructing and a, and a, a post on Facebook in our local HOA that we lived in, our homeowners association. Um, they have a Facebook group, which a lot do, and it's closed. You have to live there mm-hmm. and then you get access to right. the Facebook groups, like 700 people, you know, and they all live there and everything. So, um, they post stuff all the time, right? Like, hey, who, who, does anyone know a good plumber? Does anyone know a good painter? Does anyone know a good someone that can mow lawns yeah. or whatever? You know, my lawnmower broke or whatever. And, and my wife always knew in the back of my mind that I always wanted, that I flirted around with the idea back when, you know, my mother-in-law said something about lawn care. But we all thought that wouldn't be feasible. Like, how right. can I replace the income that I was making in retail management with mowing lawns? And it was all that kind of stuff. And I really had to think all that through. But she always knew that. So she, she and I wasn't even on Facebook at the time. I'm like, "Whatever. Facebook. Well, I don't even know about this Facebook nonsense. That's not my thing. I don't have time for that, right? I'm just a slave to retail." It says the social time. media influencer. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I know that's how things go oh, full man. circle, right? Wow. So she's on Facebook, of course, like all the ladies back in the day. That was yeah. like Facebook number 1 customer was all the all the housewives out there that yeah. are home on Facebook playing Farmville. Shout out, you wow. know, to Farmville and all that stuff. I didn't even know what that was at the time. So she saw the post and was like, hey, somebody is looking for a lawn care uh, person. Do you want me to give them your name? And I I paused and hesitated for a minute, and I'm so glad I said yes because I would not be here talking to you if it wasn't for that because, you know, that's a whole spinoff. You know, my social media became because of lawn care. So then I just started mowing this guy's lawn. And it's funny because when we moved from Pennsylvania or – we, we moved over the border from New York to Pennsylvania because we were in that area where New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey all meet if you look at a map. So there's some areas there, and we lived over there because it was cheaper in Pennsylvania to get a house at the time than New York because okay. they were just getting out of control with taxes and all that stuff because people were commuting from New York City you know so they had new york city income and getting a house a couple hours away and commuting so now the housing market went crazy and tried yeah. to get their money so but us that worked locally we weren't making new york right, city money right. so anyway we had to go to pennsylvania you know 45 minutes over the border to get it to get an affordable house so anyway when we moved from there i took my push mower my ryobi hand blower and trimmer that i had wow. brought that down with me we sold a lot of stuff cuz we were downsizing to a townhouse until we could you know find a nice area to live in virginia to get a house and my wife was always like why are you you know where, where we were renting it was um you know it was there was a company that took care of the the, the, the mowing place, and stuff. Yeah. yeah it wasn't anything at the homeowner because it's a townhouse area she's like why are you bringing you know your mower and everything you know where you don't have to mow the lawn i'm like well wherever we whenever we get a house right won't we have to mow then i mean i might as well just keep it's a great mower like what's there's nothing wrong with it so i just kept it in the garage and you know but like who would have thought that that would have ended up being? Hey, I've got this mower. I'll just use that to to push mow some yards. So I just put it in the back of my Jeep Compass, you know, with my trimmer and, and blower, and I just started getting after it. I had like six or seven yards. It took me forever to push mow um, in between my retail. So you
1: put it actually in the trunk of the Jeep.
0: Yeah, like 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 you, you didn't can, have a trailer. It like a, yeah, it, no, I didn't have a trailer. So it had a hatchback hatch, you know, a little hatchback. Yeah shoved everything in the back there and sometimes I'd bring it to work with me it'd be in the parking lot of J C Penney because wow. after work I would have to go mow some lawns you know wow after my 10 11 hour day of retail because we were all salaries again slaves to retail so we didn't get anything extra for that and we just, you know, whenever I could get out, then I'd go and I'd push mow some lawns until I dropped, you know, and then I'd go home and try on my day off or you know, I say day off, you know, to try and mow some lawns then. So I, that first year was like pure grinding, you know, like just to see what it would be like and if I could really make something out of it. And I realized if I put some time and effort into this, I could I could make something happen. And 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 coincidentally, that's when like I really like was mentally breaking down and couldn't take this retail life anymore And that's when I just quit um, in the winter and I spent that whole winter to really invest my time um, into researching, like how do I go from being a a homeowner to a professional? You know, what, what, what kind of pricing help and advice is out there? What kind of tips on how to perform some of these services like trimming hedges and all that kind of stuff that, you know, I might not be doing the greatest as a homeowner, you know, like all this kind of stuff. And that's where I started researching and stumbling upon social media things and all that. Um, But, I mean, my first thing in social media was I created a Facebook business page. Actually, my wife did because she was like, you know, you need to have a business page. And I'm like, what the heck is that? You know, she's like, I'll do it for you. Mm -hmm. So she created a business page for my business, Clean Cut Lawn Care. And that's where I kind of started getting involved in Facebook and social media and all that kind of stuff. And then I got on some of the other things like Instagram and, and Snapchat and all that to stalk my teenage daughter, right? Like all parents right. do, you know. And I want to see what she's posting out there. My wife did the same thing. She was never on Instagram, just Facebook. So we created accounts just so we can keep an eye on our daughter. Did you daughter. have a
1: fake account to spy on her or you had no, your no, real? No, so just she real, knew. Yeah, okay. she knew. She I mean, oh, okay. you know,
0: she wasn't, you know, she's like like, you know, 13 whatever, yeah. you know, 12, 13, like she didn't have a choice, you know what right, I mean? Right, she's right. she's just starting to do all this stuff. She just got her own phone and we were so reluctant to all that, but all her friends had it forever right. and everything else and we're like, you know, it would come in handy now, I guess. So, I mean, yeah, so she didn't have a choice. I mean, she wouldn't have a phone and access to that if it wasn't for her to, you know, it's not like she, you know what I mean? I mean, it's not like she was older, so she didn't have a choice. We were on there, we were watching her stuff, you know, all that kind of stuff. Our daughter's great. It's not like we really had to worry, but we were just parents of course, being concerned. Of course. Yeah. So that was where I really got, and then I just started navigating it. And she would show us how to do fun things and how to use the platforms and Um, And then stumbling into the community, you know, the social media community for lawn care on YouTube and other platforms, that's where it really blossomed. And I really, now it's to the point where I know either more or first some of this stuff before my 16 year old daughter, you know, I'm like, Hey, wow. did you see this? And she's like, what, what, what is that? So now I'm like one upping her because I'm yeah. so involved, like all over social media, trying to find all the newest platforms and stay on top of everything, communicate with you guys and all that. And, and also now from a more business and influencing standpoint, uh, how can I use that kind of stuff? And, um, so now like I'm, I'm like showing her stuff now, like it's yeah. kind of funny. Everything just comes totally full circle.
1: You're, you're an inspiration to me. We're joking off air. You're like, hold on, I got to finish this post. Like you're just, you're <laughs> on top of it. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I better. I forgot to put on my Instagram story for today. I, I feel like a loser. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no,
0: hey man, you know, it's, it, it don't, don't, it's fine. I'm, I, you caught me on a good day. You know, some days it's hard for me too, because I was telling uh, Matt Lamar, who I interviewed yesterday. Um, it, you know, it's hard. The hardest part about this going around and interviewing you guys and, and really trying to share your story on my channel is, um, the fact that I want to just spend time with you guys and Mm -hmm. interact with you guys. And sometimes it's hard for me to remember to press record or to, it's easier to press, to press record, but it's harder to like, upload something distribute on Instagram and distribute all that capture
1: stuff. Capture the moment right. and, and share then it
0: distribute. It. Like I can take quick pictures and then I forget to upload it or whatever, you know, to put it on on Instagram and stuff like that because I'm just in the moment. I'm trying to hang out with you guys, talk yeah. to you guys and I don't I also don't want to record hours worth of us talking either, so I really try to consciously think about what's going to be the best story and the best part of what we're talking about to put on video so a lot of that goes on and it kind of takes away a little bit from you know from from the interaction but uh so that's the most challenging thing Uh, so you caught me on a good day
1: (laughs) i understand so we're we're five six yards a jeep what's it called a jeep Jeep compass jeep compass five or six yards and then how'd you get to now you have three uh guys got several guys working for you yeah two two,
0: two guys yeah two
1: part-time guys so so take me from year one how did you get to this point where you are today?
0: So, I mean, so, so that first year when when I quit JCPenney and I spent the whole winter researching and, you know, doing stuff, figuring out social media um, and, you know, utilizing my business page that my wife made for me, I started marketing. Go ahead. Sorry to cut That's you off. Was sorry. she
1: on board with this or was she reluctant or how was – how oh, was your...
0: she, she? She was totally – I mean, she – she was totally on board. She would have rathered me not quit my job. Like she wasn't on board with me quitting my job. She freaked out. You know, my wife is a realist and she's very black and white. She's an operational person, business person. She's director, of fi- director of finance. Went to school for accounting. I mean, those people play the play the numbers. They don't play yeah. chance. They right, don't. Right. They don't. They don't gamble. You know what I mean? They're not lottery players. I'm a risk taker. I'm a, you know what? I feel a certain way about something. I'm going to run with it. You know, that's just me. And if it, if it fails, it's still going to help me somewhere along the way. It's mm-hmm. an experience. And if I succeed, then there you go. See, you yeah. know, and then I move, I move on to bigger and better things. She's all about, you know, well, this doesn't add up. I don't think this is going to work out. You know, she's like lawn care. Like, like she, she had faith in me that I could do it and all this stuff. But she was just like, oh, my gosh, she was terrified. She thought we were going to be homeless, you know, and all this kind of stuff. She didn't tell me that at the time. She told me that after the fact, when I became successful and when we were paying our bills and stuff. But in the beginning, she was afraid that we were going to be homeless. She didn't think I was going to be able to that quickly make enough money to, you know, she had a job too, mind you. A lot. I, I try to explain this to people, but it gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. Uh, you know, my wife had a job too. It's not like I was the only one working. That was, that would have never happened. If she wasn't working and I quit J C Penny, I did not make enough my first year with lawn care to... To be able to support everything so the fact that she had her own full-time job so we had dual income that's what allowed me to take a pay cut you know initially mm-hmm. to then build that back up to the point where i could you know continue uh, supporting our family so but yeah so she was terrified right okay. you know but she she just she did whatever she could to help me right because she yeah. had to because we needed to pay our bills she couldn't pay our bills by herself um So, yeah, so, but she was very supportive because she had no choice because she was terrified to, you know, make a short story long. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so she, she, you know, so she helped me with the Facebook business page and everything. And then, you know, I I started back to the HOA Facebook group. I just started posting stuff on my Facebook page and then I would share that in, in the Facebook group that only I had access to. All of my quote unquote competition, any other lawn care company in the area couldn't advertise in that facebook group because it was closed yeah so i had 700 you know captivated eyeballs looking at my posts and on top of that i was a neighbor so i would play that up say you know hey you know whatever i would say you know you're you're you know you're local you know whatever they just knew that i lived in the neighborhood so then a lot of people have that feeling like the old school mentality of hey let's trade services and let's help the the community let's go um Shop at the small stores, you know, yeah. small store day or small business day or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, they, that helped, too. So I had a lot of advantages to help me, like, kickstart my my mm-hmm. business right away. So so year one full time, which is really year two in lawn care. So that was five years ago when I went full time because I quit JCPenney. Right, right. So I made sure that by the time I got to spring, I had so much work I didn't know what to do myself. And, you know, I completely, like, blew up with so much work, so many people. I was doing so many odd jobs just in my neighborhood. Um, and then that spun off to other things. And I also like put out like, you know, b- uh, business cards and postcards and all kinds of stuff all over the neighborhoods that I wanted to be in around my, my surrounding neighborhood. Cause I didn't want to have more expenses than I needed to by driving all over town and I, that's just what I did. So I grew it all organically um, other than like paying for postcards. So and you're solo
1: stuff. at this point. How many accounts were you, you doing as a solo person here in so, your first four yeah, years? So,
0: so, I mean, like my first year, I went from like six, like six or seven part when I was in part time to like 30 something my wow. first my first year. Mo- so like you're getting lawns. to the yard.
1: You're 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 edging. You're mowing. Yep. Mowing, edging, trim, mowing, trimming, edging,
0: blowing, all that stuff. It'll take me like an hour per yard, so I could do like maybe. And eight you like a to day. blow
1: the leaves in the grass first from your YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That you know, I didn't really have all that down pat from day one. I just knew how to lay down some stripes. And you know, I I, I I'm all about networking, right? So from day one, it seems like that's always been my thing. I always somehow managed to find good people in my life and, and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and work that, you know, somehow have that work out for me. So like, you know, one day I was driving by early on in my business, like, uh, my local dealer, they had a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of Toro mowers out in the yard and I'm like, man, home depot's got these, got these great zero turns, like 52 inches, you know, for like 5,000, 6,000 bucks. And these guys are selling the same exact 52-inch. I mean, it looks like to, to, to my naive brain, you know, it looked like the same thing, 52-inch, you know. It looked like they got this big bar over the top, you know, that flips up for a zero yeah. turn. I'm like, okay, what, what else is the difference? It's like twice the price, though. Right. So I finally just stopped in there one day. Like, what what's the deal with this? Why is it so expensive? And fortunately, they had time because normally they're super busy sales guy that's now one of my good friends and mentors he came out and you know I said you know I'm starting a uh, I'm starting a lawn care business or I'm thinking about sorry I'm doing it part-time now and what's what's the deal here why is this so much more expensive than the ones at Home Depot and he just schooled me on commercial mowers and broke it all down with different components thicker steel you know heavier duty everything and they're they're built yeah. to last you know homeowner you know Home Depot stuff is meant for homeowners once a week exactly. you know not not 40 something times a week or a hundred times a week or however big your business is so you know that's 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 where I got schooled on that. So right away, as quickly as I could, I tried to you know get a commercial mower. So literally, my first year, um, like I said, I went from like almost zero to sixty, right? And I, you know, like miles an hour. I went from six yards to thirty something, like before I even had to start mowing them. And I'm like freaking out because I yeah. knew it took me so long to push mow six yards six or seven yards, whatever it was. And I'm just like, how in the world can I do 30 something? I'll never be be able to get that done push mowing and I'll probably kill myself too. Yeah. So I quickly, you know, and my wife was like already on the same page. She's like, yeah, I know that that's not gonna work out. So I borrowed some money from family, bought a belt drive walk behind mower for like 5,000 and change. And um, at the recommendation of the, you know, the sales guy at my dealer, who's now, like I said, my friend and mentor, and um, he recommended that I do that 48 inch, it's going to be a good, you know, you can get big properties, small properties, when you grow and get new mowers, this will be your backup, like he just schooled, schooled me on everything. So that was my first mower and i just i just i just crushed it you know so i was just knocking yards down half the time then i got a Velky because it was still taxing after a whole day of walking behind that thing and these big yards and i was really flying through feeling like i was the man on this Velky man i'm like killing these yards man i'm just killing it so and and i just grew from there but like so every year after that, I worked on route density, you know, trying to just keep marketing in the same neighborhoods that I already was in and, and getting rid of the yards that were far away and the weedy yards that they only wanted me to mow bi-weekly. and because I wasn't making as much money off of that. just kept focusing on weekly, lush, HOA, you know, cookie cutter, tall fescue yards. There's a lot of job security there because when you live in an HOA, you have to maintain your yard or you get a letter and you get fined. Right, right, right. So the homeowners associations don't want fugly looking yards. You know, they want them to be beautiful yeah. and well maintained. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to you don't have to over fertilize it and also the kind of stuff. But you have to water it, it has to be green. You have to keep it mowed. So that's job security for us long care Amen. guys. So I really try to focus on those neighborhoods, which fortunately I have a lot of them where I was living at the time surrounding me. So that was another uh, you know benefit that I had, another advantage. So I just hit those areas hard and just kept growing. I always stayed around like the 40, you know, 40 yards uh, that I maintained weekly mowing um, mark because solo, anything above that got a little tedious for me. And they always wanted me to do extra stuff. So I would still do mulch in the spring. i trim their bushes throughout the year. I would do aerating, you know, in, in the fall. So, I mean, that stuff, when you're adding mowing on that, you know, mulch, usually we would do that before we start mowing. So it wasn't as hard, it wasn't as bad. But every, all the other services, you're still mowing. So you're still mowing 40 yards a week. And then you got to fit in, trimming their, their shrubs. You, then you got to fit in aerating and seeding. So that all got tedious. So I always stayed around the 40 mark and always just kept, you know, um, getting rid of the bottom 20 and focusing on the top, you know, the top 80% and, and, and just, the, 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 slow payers, you know, the, the lower prices, they didn't want me to raise the price or I raised the price and they would say, no, we can't services or they're too far away. And I'd say I can't work with them. And that's how I built my business, you know, to prepare myself f- to have employees because now year five, I hire employees and I'm not driving all over town, paying them to sit in a truck. Mm-hmm. We literally knock out like 10 yards in one neighborhood in like a couple of hours because, wow. you know, we're just flying through them. Some yeah. of them are all next to each other. Some of them are just a couple of streets down. So we get in the truck, drive, and they just laugh because they're like, I feel like we're in a movie. We all get in. jerk. Here we oh, go. We here. Out, going, <laughs> you know, We just drive down the street, like around the corner. Er, here we go. We That's unload funny. and we knock it out. But so, I mean, I'm literally paying for turf to turf. You know what I mean? I'm yep. not paying for all this windshield time, as yep. they say, these guys sitting around. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still have... You know, we have to drive to different neighborhoods, but once we're in that neighborhood, you know, we have a whole bunch in that neighborhood. So there's still that 10, 15-minute drive time back and forth in between neighborhoods, but that's minimal compared to what it could have been if I continued having the yards I used to have when I first started. So I've just been building my business behind the scenes, using social media, you know, i've moved out of that hoa so i can't um you know market in that hoa anymore per se i ask some of my friends that live in there to sometimes share some of my posts for like aerations and things like that and i still get business in that neighborhood and when someone recommend is trying to look for a recommendation All of my customers in there, I've got so many customers where I used to live. Oh, yeah. You know, they always recommend me. And plus, I'm always in the neighborhood. And now my trailer, I have an enclosed trailer and that's wrapped, you know, with clean cut lawn care and all that stuff. So they see me all through the neighborhood. So it's just all about branding and branding and branding. So it's like, boom, boom, boom. Now it's to the point where when people just Google lawn care or type in clean cut lawn care in my area, automatically my Facebook page, my business Facebook page comes up. I don't even have a website yet, and you know I'm not saying that that will work for everyone because a, a a website is the way to go. I've just never invested in you know the the money and the time for that. And I know there's a lot of great people out there like Brian, Brian Ring, Ring. That, that that can build websites fantastically. Um, but so far, my my business page on Facebook is is doing everything that I need right now for free. And every now and again, I might boost a post here and there. So it's like I'm using the money that I'd be investing in a Facebook page on other stuff like equipment, employees, software to manage all that stuff behind the scenes, um, you know, trailer, you know, all that kind of stuff um, so that I can keep building the business that way. And, and it's working for me because of how I built my business surrounding social media and all the word of mouth um, networking where I live. So
1: Wow. And then you have two part-time employees. Right. And how many yards do you have a week now? Still, uh, uh, well, we have like
0: probably close to 50. It's hard, it's hard to, um, it's hard to remember the exact because it fluctuates oh, because of course. I, get, I get a lot of people that are like, you know, Hey, can like a lot of the neighbors that don't want me necessarily mow weekly, right. but I'm mowing their neighbors weekly. They're like, Hey, we're going on vacation. Of do you course. mind taking care of our property? So I'm like, whatever, sure. We're already here. So it's just like another couple, you know, for a couple of weeks or a week, I might take care of extra property. So that happens constantly. And that's how I get more customers because I'm like, Hey, do you want me to just take care of it? Cause then they come back and they don't want to like, they don't want to mow their lawn again so they asked me to do it again then i'm like you know i could just put you on our schedule and that you know like 75 percent of the time that gets they're like okay and that gets me another customer so i've been building it up but at the same time i don't i didn't want to go crazy and invest in marketing to to double my um my uh, accounts just yet because i'm investing so much in employees and new insurance and all that kind of stuff payroll taxes and everything i want to make sure all that's set first and work with what i have so what I've gained is time. So, you know, we're done at like two o'clock or something, and now I can focus on LCR media and social media and spend time with my family and come out here and see you guys. You know, if I was still solo, this would be really difficult for me because there's be, there were so many times over the years where I have to work Saturday, maybe even Sunday, just to get stuff done with all the rain we've gotten mm-hmm. this year. It would have been a nightmare. I can only imagine with all the rain that we've all gotten, you know, uh, regionally, it's been crazy. And, and, Whenever I'm pushed back, it doesn't matter because I have employees to make up the difference. I used to always be solo and see all the big crews double and triple up. You know, They'd put two crews together to mm-hmm. get all their stuff done in one day to get caught up so they don't have to work the weekends. But I never had that option because I was just one guy. Of course. There's only so many hours in the day. So I would yeah. have to work Saturday and Sunday and all that stuff. Now with employees, it gives you that flexibility and you can we can just double up, triple up, and we can just work a longer day and get it all done. So, um, but yeah, but normally we're just done early and I can focus on maintenance and I can focus on social media, spend time with my family, all this kind of stuff and enjoy the summer instead of just grinding all day, every day, like I've done for the previous four and a half years or so, you know, so that's, that's where I'm at now. But next year I'll be working on the next phase. I broke, break everything down in five year increments. So okay. five, the first five years was build a business to the point where I can hire employees. The next five years is Let's double the accounts and build the business to the point where I can have another crew. Wow. So I can Go have a Brian list. Ring on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I just, my goal has always been from day one. You know, from day one, I always had this plan. Like, it wasn't like, I'm just, I can't stand retail. I'm going to quit retail and just start mowing lawns and see what happens. Like, it was always a plan. Like, how do I make, I've always been a business person. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I run other people, other big businesses for 15 years. Right, right. I've learned a thing or two. And like, I'm not going to just just haphazardly go about it so i really planned it all out and did a lot of research and like my plan was always to have at least two crews that are self-sufficient i'm in the background like just doing my own thing whether i have other side businesses or whatever i'm just doing that while they're running while the business is kind of running itself and i'm just getting my percentage and you know i'm kind of that's like my retirement type thing, you know while, while they're doing that and i either pass it to my family or sell it or whatever the deal is when the day comes Um, But that's always been the plan. So I'm working on that. So the next five years is getting the business to the level where I can have another crew. Um, You know, obviously, I have to make this crew, I have to make it one crew sustainable without me, and then start building a second crew and get to that point. So that'll be the next five years. And the first step is marketing and investing in that. So I can actually start getting a a larger increase of a accounts and everything. So that's the next step.
1: So how do you handle in, in where you want to take clean-cut lawn care the next five years and your budding social media empire where brands are contacting you? Hey, Naylor, can you, you know, promote our product? Would right. you like to be a part of this initiative? Would you like to come here? Would you like to come there? Right. So how do you navigate making sure your, your 50 yards a week gets banged out and your customers are happy? All the things that we know of running a business. Right. How do you manage that plus all these opportunities with your social media life?
0: Well, that's, I mean, with with employees, that's they've completely uh, changed the game for me. So if I didn't have those employees, I would really be struggling with, with what you just said because I, I literally would, was working all day every day from sunup to sundown. I started the season like that because I wanted to make sure I had enough work and that I, I was kind of procrastinating a little bit because it, it's a big it's a big bite, you know, uh, uh, to, it's a big chunk to bite off when you have employees, because, you know, it's, 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 if you want to do everything the right way, you know, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart, you know, it's hard to find employees. It's hard to keep employees. Uh, you know, that's, there's a lot involved with, with employees, you know, and then the more you have, the more you have with that. So, um, I, I was kind of procrastinating a little bit and also waiting for me to have, you know, enough, enough going on and everything and i just finally just said you know what i gotta just do it it was part of the plan this year don't don't let the whole i went back and forth so many times like maybe next year maybe next year and i finally just forced myself somehow or another five four three two one go right and i just did it you know and I, i just just put an application out there on indeed a memorial day weekend thinking you know who's gonna who's gonna uh, even really care about that but it was actually perfect timing because everyone was getting off of college and high school was ending soon right. everyone's looking for summer jobs yeah. and I'm like well I can at least start there and find some some temporary people and then you know keep looking for permanent people and just go from there at least I can get started and you know I got like 30 applications in one week that first week so um so it, it all worked out in the end because I probably wouldn't have found the same amount of applicant pool coming in if I started earlier in the spring when everyone was still in school and all that kind of stuff. And there wasn't as many people um, to choose from. So uh, but so having employees instantly, once I hadn't started, you know, got them trained, everything was good to go. And we were actually being very efficient. Like I said, we get done so early in the day. So I'm not spending a ton in payroll because we're getting done so early. You know, it's not like a whole day and you only have this many yards. Oh, you're wasting money. No, like we're getting everything done in the time that it should get done. And everyone, everyone gets done. We start at eight. We get done at two, sometimes one. I mean, it just depends on how aggressive we are and how great of a day we're having. If it's mm-hmm. super hot and humid, we're, we're dragging a little of bit. Of course. You know, if it rains off and on then we have to pause sometimes, you know, it is what it is. We all know. But that gives me the time. So when we're done. I go home, you know, and I, and I work on finishing up some things. Like I go gas up the equipment. So I'm not paying the guys for that, you know, doing whatever I can right now to stay efficient. Obviously when I'm not on that crew, then I'm going to have to pay them to to gas everything up and do their own maintenance and stuff like that. But right now I'm continuing to stay as efficient and profitable as possible doing as much as I still can. Now I have that time, drop the guys off, go gas everything up, sharpen blades, switch them out, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know i am good to go and then i can switch gears and focus on the social media stuff so because i have employees i'm able to continue this this momentum that i'm that i'm going with for for social media and lcr media specifically so
1: so we see the clean cut long care 5 years from now you want to have two crews that are running itself you're so sitting like, so, back
0: so on year 10 yeah year 10 is second crew time
1: yes sir now, let's conclude with this. What's your five-year vision as everything's kind of budding and the the sky's the limit with this social media influencer thing? What's your vision for the next five years with LCR Media and your involvement, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, whatever's going to come around the corner, podcasting, et cetera? What's your game plan? What's your thoughts for the future?
0: Well, my, my social media plan, uh, my influencer plan has always been – um, a little more generalized than, than my, my lawn care because I really didn't know what the possibilities were. But I've always had the plan of wanting to be uh, the most influential person in this industry to help create change for this industry, positive change. You know, the change is coming no matter what. I mean, you see there's younger generations that are getting into this industry. Um, social media is huge and the younger generation Uses social media, so it's it's just by default that the industry is going to switch gears to social media and younger um, users using it. You know, professional contractors using it. So I mean, the older guys, you know, the older guys and girls that that started this this industry on their backs. You know, um, thank you, and they put in a lot of hard work and they laid the groundwork for us. But a lot of them have a tough time changing with the times and getting involved in what's all this social media nonsense to them but that's the way of the future and i see that and a lot of guys see that a lot of guys and girls see that and i'm just getting on that wave and i'm riding the top of that wave and i'm helping pulling as many people up with me on that wave so that we can be at the top of that change and help make that change continue and stay strong and positive and just keep leading this industry to new heights and that's what it's all about man
1: that's awesome. Well, looking forward to seeing how the journey continues. You got a lot of momentum going with your social media life, a lot of momentum in your business. Honored to have you on the podcast today, Naylor. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Yeah. Have a safe. We got to get Naylor to the airport, folks. You have a safe trip back Thanks. to, uh, where are you flying into? Uh, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, they got an airport. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking this is like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a farm up. there. <laughs>
0: Richmond, that's Virginia. Yeah, Richmond, Virginia. You got an airport there. It's a pretty big city, Paul. You Sorry, Seth.
1: <laughs> the law isn't Seth live there. Yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. Seth lives there. A lot of people live there actually. Who else? Will Rice. Will Will. Yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> oh man they they filmed Lincoln there. Steven Spielberg went there and oh, filmed wow. Lincoln there. Yeah. Because wow, that's cool. I'm not sure if you know, Paul, but uh, Richmond is where the Civil War like ended. Uh, Abraham Lincoln went down to Richmond to make sure the Civil War was officially over. So there's like a ton of battlefields in history okay. there, man. You need, man. To,
1: you need to do your homework. I didn't do that well <laughs> in social studies.
0: Yeah. They didn't For... really show you talk about too much of that. I didn't learn that in, in New York. It wasn't until my kids, because they went to school in Richmond, that, okay. that they learned that. And I went to all these field trips. And I was like, wow, I had no idea how historical Richmond is. So I'm just giving you a hard time.
1: <laughs> I got you. Well, we'll get Naylor to the airport on time. Appreciate you hanging out with us today. Follow him on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Lawn Care Rookie, yep. LCR Media. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Hey guys, it's Paul. Thanks again for listening to that episode with the lawn care rookie, Naylor Taliaferro. I had a great time hanging out with Naylor. And actually we sat in the studio for about 90 minutes and just talked. So I'm going to break up my conversation with him into a few different interviews. So be checking the archives. Go ahead and subscribe. That way you can uh, get all the future shows and uh, see the archives there. And if you want to hear more from my conversations with Naylor, there will be more episodes with him. And I wanted to ask you a big favor to please, A, subscribe, and B, which would really help me out, leave a review. I'm new to this podcasting thing, and it's so much fun. I really look forward. I got a lot of awesome interviews lined up. and want to share some of the lessons that i've learned along the way but basically right now itunes has no idea who i am and what the green industry podcast is all about so if you could please leave a review it would help me out a lot in the rankings and get some momentum going with this podcast so please in itunes subscribe and leave a review i would definitely appreciate it we're also in stitcher google play wherever you find podcasts i just know that the vast majority listen in itunes and so please leave a review. I would appreciate it so much. Thank you guys. See you soon.